What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching on the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Eric Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about how to launch a Kickstarter campaign. We're going to talk about how to build a massive audience of people interested in your product before you launch it because that is very necessary in order to get a successful Kickstarter campaign. And we're also going to start off this episode talking about when you would actually want to consider this method of raising investments versus any of the other things that you can be doing. But let's get right into today's episode, starting with when would you want to consider doing a Kickstarter campaign? So it all comes down to the added fees of selling your product on their website versus your own website. Kickstarter has a 5 to 8% fee. So 5% of that is just the Kickstarter fee. And then 3 to 5% of that is the processing fee. So, excuse me, they have an 8 to 10% total fee. And uh, the processing fee is one that you would have on your own website too if you go through Stripe or PayPal. And it's going to be uh, similar to that. So the the fees that you have for processing the payment are, we'll, we'll basically call it a wash. It will probably be a little bit more on Kickstarter. But other than that, they just have another 5% fee on top. So if you just even do your metrics around that 5% number, you're essentially saying, if I list this product on Kickstarter, I will have the benefit of their website traffic uh, at the cost of just paying an extra 5%. So if you're looking at your product and it seems like this is one that I feel like we could make a really cool video around and a lot of people could get on board with this. They'll see this product. They'll think, oh, man, that's a really cool invention. I want to back this. I love these founders. If you feel like you have a product that the general public uh, or at least the general Kickstarter audience, so people who do like to invest in early startups, but this is not from the investment standpoint. This is just saying I want to buy one of the first units, so it's certainly a different audience there, but they like to back some early projects. So if you feel like, man, if I could just get this product in front of uh, all the people on Kickstarter that have invested in products in my industry before, if you feel like the product that you are going to run a Kickstarter campaign for is like, man, if I can just get the word out about this, I know that I can get a lot of these Kickstarter people to to fund it, is when you're going to want to do this on Kickstarter rather than try to completely supply the traffic for this campaign yourself. The thing is, is with a lot of these Kickstarter campaigns, if the goal is like 50000 100000 even more, you can often need a lot more traffic than what you currently have access to or are willing to pay to get your product in front of. If you're trying to get like $100,000 in sales and you boil it down to like if you have a $100 product, so you need to get 1,000 sales, if you don't have an audience of people that you can sell 1,000 units to on your own website and you don't think that you can run ads at scale to find that and you'd rather be able to tap into Kickstarter's audience at 5% fee, that's very small for for a marketing fee. Uh, if you think about what most people spend on marketing as a percentage of what they make on it, 
Um, you know, if you spend, if you're trying to sell a hundred dollar product, if you spend $5 on advertising to sell it, that's extremely good. So the Kickstarter audience, if you can get sales from them at this 5% fee, that is extremely worth it to you. Obviously you're paying this 5% fee on every sale you get through them though. So it's not just the sales that they get for you. It's also the sales that you uh, get for them from your own audience. And we're going to be talking about how to build your own audience on today's episode for the majority, um, because that is what makes a Kickstarter campaign successful. So the other thing that you need to know in order for Kickstarter to work. So uh, one one other thing to mention is if you set a campaign goal of, let, let's say, $100,000 and you raise $80,000, all that money gets refunded back to those customers' cards, and you receive no money and no Kickstarter uh, fees go through. So that's a cool thing. There's no risk uh, apart from whatever money you spent and time that you spend on uh, getting the campaign going. But if you don't hit your goal, it's all, it's all uh, refunded. You don't get any of it. So this is another reason why you might want to do it on your own website if you're trying to get pre-orders. And you feel like, hey, even if we get like seven pre-orders, I'd rather fulfill them than say, sorry, we didn't get enough pre-orders and we can't fulfill any of your orders. That would be another reason that you might not want to do a Kickstarter campaign. If you feel like whether we get the money or not, we're still going through with this. We're just seeing what kind of money we can raise. Um, although I will say that for a lot of you, even if you are very confident in your product, if you really can't get the sales data to back it, then you can only believe in it for so long. I did have a, a failed project um, in the past, so not to project my failures onto the rest of you, uh, but I invented the world's first aquarium smart feeder with a buddy of mine, and we were going to do a Kickstarter campaign. We did need, need over $100,000 raised, which means that we more likely needed like 130 to 150000 because you have to pay taxes on this money too. Don't forget about that. And then the, the Kickstarter fee, uh, the processing fee, who knows what other fees come up. There's always something. Maybe you got some broken units that you got to replace. There's always so much uncounted for. But the amount of money we needed was showing that it was not a good idea anymore. It didn't really solve a big enough problem in the world for people to want to spend 60 to to $100 on a product. So we did pull it in the end, um, but we had got to the point of uh, we were going to do a Kickstarter, but we couldn't even get enough early attention from the audience that we built beforehand. So that's the other reason why it's great to build an audience before starting a Kickstarter campaign is because you can get conclusive data often from that audience before the campaign even starts. Uh, but when the campaign starts, Kickstarter does not recommend your campaign to their audience until there's already some success happening. So you can't just list it on there and then say, oh, I hope this works. Unless you can send your own sales to Kickstarter at the beginning and show them that people want your product, they are not going to recommend it. And a lot of times you actually have to get quite a bit of sales before they actually start recommending your product. If you go into kickstarter.com and explore around, you'll see that all the campaigns they are recommending to you uh, are usually very close to hitting their goal, if not uh, have surpassed it. A lot of them are like, they already met their goal, keep investing. And that reason is because Kickstarter doesn't get to keep any of the fees unless the campaign 
goal gets hit. So they want the campaign goals hit. And once it's hit, they would love to keep giving sales to that campaign. So um, you can't blame them for it being set up this way. But just know that unless you can show them that this is a campaign worthy of giving attention to, uh, they're not going to. So you do need an audience. Otherwise, don't even try it. Don't ever start a Kickstarter campaign unless you're going to build an audience beforehand. So the way that we're going to do this, there's a few different ways that people go about building a list. Sometimes this can be collecting emails for people who want to buy later, right? So you say, hey, if you're interested in this product, if you want to be notified of the launch, fill out your name and email here. And obviously, those would be very qualified prospects, but it's not the sexiest call to action when you run an ad to, hey, make sure you uh, give us your email so we can tell you to buy this thing later. Unless they're really interested in that product or service, it can be hard to get a lot of attention uh, from this type of campaign. The other thing that you could do is just simply go straight for pre-orders. And I think these are good ads to run while your campaign is actually going because you're looking to get sales right at that moment. So the call to action of your ad should actually be go over to our Kickstarter campaign and just run some kind of pre-order deal. Whatever it is, they are just trying to get sales right then. And this is obviously something you do during the campaign. But before the campaign starts, it's really hard to actually get these orders because you want these orders to count in the Kickstarter system so that you can actually get your campaign trending. So you're not really trying to collect pre-orders on your website beforehand and then take that money and like buy them on Kickstarter, although maybe that's not the worst idea. Uh, You would just have a, a bunch of fees taken out doing this double transaction so probably not the way to go it's obviously pretty messy too so the way to do this to get this audience of really interested people and it not be some mundane boring ad about hey give us your email so we can let you know of when our kickstarter launches in a couple months Um, what i've seen work best is running a giveaway for the exact offer that you're going to be uh, selling, right? The the thing that you're going to be doing a campaign around. So there's multiple reasons why you're going to want to do this. So make sure you listen in here because this is not a giveaway like you've seen before. This is not like this post, tag three friends and share this to your story. It's nothing like that. This is a giveaway that people actually really like to partake in and also builds all of your social media audiences in the process. So we're going to build up an email list, but we're also going to build all of your social media followings, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are uh, throughout this process too. And then we're going to take this audience and then run our sale uh, to our initial Kickstarter campaign. So this is going to drive all the sales that you need at the beginning. So here's essentially how this giveaway process works. Because we're giving away essentially like your first unit, right? We're going to make this sound cool. It's not just going to be like, hey, we're giving away our new, um, you know, if you invented something for skateboards, it turns your skateboard into a hoverboard, let's say. I mean, this campaign would probably do well even with horrible marketing just because it's such an amazing product. I think there's been some hoverboards on there, though, that probably use like fans. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? 
How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. And, and, and such, and hey, we don't see them uh, produce at mass scale yet. So uh, either way, if they're, we're doing a giveaway for a hoverboard. And the way people enter, so we run Facebook and Instagram ads to a very simple giveaway image. And we say, we are uh, a brand new company. We have just invented the world's first hoverboard. <laughs> Sorry, I was combining the words there. Uh, world's first hoverboard. And if you would like to win the first unit, just put your name and the email here. And the reason why we do just name and email from the ad is because this is completely Facebook and Instagram ad compliant. And when it's just one step, it just gets people to enter really quickly, okay? They don't have to like fill out anything uh, extra. It's not even like phone number. They don't have to tag friends that, you know, most people don't even tag quality friends anyways. They just tag their like spam account that is inactive and they tag like their best friends who aren't going to kill them for tagging them in a giveaway. So it's, it doesn't even help you anyways, but it's just name and email on that first step, uh, largely because that is what Facebook and Instagram allows with giveaways too. But in order to build the rest of our audiences, what you do is on the next page, it then says, you've got your entry. We will let you know if you won the first hoverboard or not in the first couple weeks when we launch. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to gain some additional entries, you can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram. You can subscribe to our YouTube. You can watch this video that describes how the first hoverboard was invented and how it works and how to ride and how to get started on it. You can watch this video on our founders, how we got the idea for the first hoverboard and why uh, it is so important to us, why we're passionate about it. You can watch that video to gain some additional entries. Uh, you can fill out this survey on why uh, a hoverboard would be amazing in your life. Is it for entertainment? Is it for uh, transportation to and from work? And you can get all of this data too. So uh, I, I encourage some of these extra entry steps because especially for a Kickstarter campaign, you really could use some extra survey data to make sure it goes well. So I always keep that in mind with these additional entry steps because, hey, when you're incentivizing additional entries to win the world's first hoverboard, you can really get them to do all these other things. And I've seen people come away through this process going from like 3,000 Instagram followers to 10,000 at the end of it and 7,000 something emails 4,000 Facebook page likes, another 2,000 YouTube subscribers because it's these people who are obviously interested in their product that then become part of all of their audiences just to get some extra entries. And plenty of the people, I would say about 50 to 70% uh, just do that first step. They're like, hey, email, cool, I'm in. But uh, a bunch of these people, like at least 20 to 30% of them do every entry step. They literally just do everything that you give them. And we also give them the ability to share this with their friends. So this is where it becomes uh, very necessary to set this up in the giveaway model. Because when you try to collect leads, 
where you're just saying, hey, if you want to be notified when we launch this product in the next couple of weeks, if you want to get a discount code when we launch, put in your name and email. There's no reason for them to share that. No true reason for them to share it unless they're like, I got to let my friend know about this. But it's not really incentivized. And unless you incentivize it, it doesn't go viral. We don't get this viral share factor like we want. So with this uh, additional entry page, we always have one of them be share this with a friend. And for each friend that they share it with that actually enters, they have to enter through their custom link, then they get the bonus. Now I use a program for this. This is called kickoff labs. Be sure to grab that through the description so you can actually set up a giveaway process like this, or at least get in there and kind of see how this works. It is a free account to get started. Now how we wrap this all up right because we got to now tie it into the kickstarter campaign we got to actually get the sales over there get the campaign boosted is that the day the giveaway ends you want to line up with the first day of your kickstarter campaign so you email the list and you say you know the winner is uh this is the, the subject line i always do like and the winner is dot 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 uh thank you so much for playing for everyone else that didn't win, uh, we wanted to help you out. We, we appreciate you entering so much that we have decided to give you a consolation prize. And that consolation prize is that if you order uh, this through our Kickstarter link today, then you can get this extra deal whatever it is right maybe you've got tiers set up on your kickstarter where the first 50 people to pledge get this the next 50 uh you would have this set up on your kickstarter so this is where uh you know i won't cover every little bit of launching a kickstarter campaign in this video but make sure you subscribe if you like the content you're hearing so that you can come out with the hear the rest of this when i come out with that um but you know your offer on kickstarter is often designed to create that urgency for people to order earlier and now we're just going to tie it all together where the consolation prize of them entering the contest but not winning is that deal and it just gives you that extra urgency and that extra reason for people to take you up on it and obviously this list of people who entered your giveaway is as targeted as uh, traffic as you can possibly get these are people who entered not because Oh, you're selling a yoga product? Oh, I'll get your guide on seven yoga stretches. And then you try to sell them your yoga product after. This is people who entered your giveaway solely for the reason of, I want that product. So this is as targeted as a list as you can get. And what I typically see, I'd say about 1% to 3% of the list buying is a pretty average result. Uh, and it can certainly be more than that. But even if you get 1% to 3% that enter, uh, or excuse me, that buy at the end, uh, this is phenomenal. And it can give you all of this social media audience so that you actually have an organic audience to sell to. Now, a couple different reasons why this is so important to do it this way. When you build the audience where you have the email, you have all these Instagram followers now, all these Facebook page likes, wherever um, you know you have this audience, Throughout the Kickstarter campaign, some of these people will need to hear about it multiple times before they actually do it. So if you just rely on, oh yeah, Kickstarter recommended it to them, hopefully that's enough and they just did it that one time because they were on Kickstarter for one day, a lot of times that's not enough. We have to hear about products multiple times before we buy. So when they become part of your audience on multiple platforms, even if it's just one, even if it's just email, 
you can send them multiple follow-ups about, hey, remember, we are 15 days away. Uh, we're going to keep you up to date with our goal. We are this far. We have pledged this much so far. Thank you so much for your support. Keep them in the loop. They can see you posting about it. They can see you emailing about it. And some of these people are going to need to hear about your uh, Kickstarter campaign five to six, seven, eight, nine times before they actually act on it. And because we built the audience first before going right for the sale, this allows you to do so. And you're doing so organically. You're not paying for the ad to be shown to them five to 10 times. You're just posting about it multiple times on all your different platforms. And they'll just see it throughout um, the whole contest and they'll eventually take you up on it. But it protects you a lot more because you can build this audience uh, for a lot cheaper running the giveaway to it because who doesn't want to win something for free? You can collect people a lot quicker than, hey, get notified of when you can buy this later. Like that's not nearly as sexy as try to win the first unit ever and then we collect this huge audience for a lot less. Um, it Now we can sell to them later. And that's the other thing too is if the Kickstarter campaign doesn't work, God forbid, uh, rather than saying, hey, we sold 80000 of our $100,000 goal and then all those cards got refunded because we didn't hit it and now we have no audience and we have to start over from square zero. If this were to happen, you at least have all of these emails, all of these new followers on all these different platforms that you can then say, hey, it didn't work last time, but we've decided we're doing this better deal. If you pledge the second time, you get this and this, and you can give it another go. And you actually have all that money you spent on marketing that first time wasn't wasted. It wasn't completely wasted on nothing to just have to spend it all over again so you can sell to that audience. And obviously, it's good for your branding to just have some more Instagram followers. I'm sure anyone listening to this right now would love even another 30 Instagram followers. But what about 500, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000? I've seen numbers all over the place. It really just depends on how much you're uh, trying to spend on marketing. And that depends on how much you're trying to get in sales for your Kickstarter campaign. You're not gonna spend nearly as much, obviously, if you're trying to do like a $10,000 campaign, but you might have to spend a few hundred, if not thousand dollars on marketing to actually get those sales started and get this campaign trending. And this is the most tried and true way to do it for the sake of building the audience for cheap, having a large organic viral share factor to it, still be part of your audience if it doesn't work so that you can restart this Kickstarter campaign. And also throughout the process, collect the survey data you need to figure out how you need to sell this to them and why this product particularly solves a problem. What did get you to pledge? Uh, you know, get these survey, the survey data uh, as an additional entry step is a great way to get that extra data these Kickstarter campaigns usually need. Lots of reasons why I recommend doing it this way. Now, if you love this method and you're like, look, I want to do this, but uh, I downloaded Kickstarter and I'm still like, I have no clue how to actually like, how do I run ads to this? What does it look like? For the last four years, my company's entire goal has just been to help companies run this ad campaign. And a lot of my clients have been Kickstarters is why I came out with this video today. Uh, but I've also worked with people who are just trying to raise funds and get just get sales for whenever. I mean, Chick-fil-A should run this giveaway model, honestly, like every company should. But if you are really wanting to, me to 
hold your hand through this. Uh, you can book a free consultation call with me in the bio, and I will talk to you about your specific product, tell you exactly how this would work. And if you want me to just hold your hand throughout this entire process so it just goes really smoothly the first time and you get great results the first time, then uh, book a call with me. I'll tell you all about that. It's a very affordable program, and I guarantee it is something that is going to get you a lot more sales than it costs if you fit the mold for this program. Uh, it's very successful for getting people the marketing that they need at a, an affordable uh, and you know profitable ROI. Uh, and if you just want some more free information, you can get my free course called How to Build and Monetize a Following in 90 Days or Less, where I cover the macroscopic model of this strategy a little bit more in depth. There's more video content on it. But ultimately, if you just say, hey, I got no time to screw around. I want to knock this out of the park the first time. I promise you this program that you can check out or at least book the free call with me is something to look into because it could dramatically change your business and you could run a Kickstarter campaign successfully the first time instead of the second or third or fourth. Let's just do it right the first time. Failure's overrated. So hope to speak with you on a phone call. Either way, subscribe to the channel, like the video. Appreciate you very much. Talk to you later.